Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on June the 24th, 2011. For newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You'll find hundreds of audios for free download and hopefully it'll give you a pathway and shortcuts to understanding this big system that you're born into. Your parents were grandparents as well. They didn't know any better than most folk today that there's a big superstructure around the world, all tightening it together, really pulling it together, weaving it together. And really the whole intention is to design a, a system worldwide of basically plebeians who simply uh, do what they're told and uh, they're ordered around, they live in little sustainable communities, they'll be taxed to the gills, uh, slaves if you like, any, under any other name. And that's really what you're into today, um, scientifically indoctrinated, of course, lots of uh, information on that, and books from people who have been involved in this organization over the past. And that's a system they're bringing in through stealth. So help yourself to understanding the big foundations, organizations that work together to make it all happen by going into the site. And remember, too, that you are the audience that bring me to you, so you can help me just Keep going along by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can still use a personal check. You can use an international postal money order from your post office. You can use send cash. You can also use PayPal. You'll find a donation button on the com site and how to order and follow it up by, by, with an email with the order, with the name, address, etc., on it. And across the world, you've got the same thing. You've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and you have PayPal to order. And remember, straight donations are also really welcome because, as I say, we're going through these austere times, as I like to call it. Uh, it's amazing how we're tricked with simple changes in terminology and, and folk go along in their usual way. And television comes on with their favorite programs, as always, so things must be quite normal. And I've no idea of all these these, it's almost like beavers all around them cutting, cutting down the, the trees or the place where they live as they bring in a brand new system. All these organizations, NGOs, all working together, heavily funded with their own pension schemes, big salaries, and grandiose titles, all working under the auspices of the United Nations. And it's amazing. It's, it's truly amazing when you see how many of these organizations are in existence, socialist in nature, uh, because that's what the big bankers prefer, and the bankers are at the top of all this. They prefer a society where the citizenry is truly controlled and there's no possibility of backlash or rebellion uh, ever going to happen. That's really what they, they really think. If they keep the public occupied with trivia, lots of sex and uh, electronic gadgets to play their whole life away with, then they won't bother about uh, the big things that are happening to them or to their children, or to the people around them. And, and we're isolated, really. We're, we're becoming isolated with the Internet, and that's one of the functions that it would, it would do. People would become 
isolated as they actually thought they had more friends, which are generally sock puppets, in other words, artificial friends created by computers and DARPA and the Pentagon and other big agencies. What a world and what a plan. And as I say, it's not imagination, it's not paranoia, it's fact, because you can trace their plans going way back to even before the United Nations was set up, uh, when they called it the League of Nations. Uh, one of the prime agendas of the League of Nations, right off the bat, was population control across the world. Number two was, was mandatory inoculation for all diseases across the globe. Well, that second one really fulfilled the first one, because inoculations have really sterilized an awful lot of people, killed off a lot of other ones too, and dumbed everybody down. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and talking about really how groups, uh, even in the late 1800s, thought about taking over the world. Uh, eugenics was at a, a peak at that time, openly, and uh, they even had magazines for the perfect American families for the eugenics society, which meant everybody else was imperfect, obviously. And the idea was that the perfect should rule the imperfect, so those with money, wealth, uh, a bit of good looks, etc., should rule over the rest of them. Very blatant about it, too. And, of course, the big guys who were sent into the U.S. to become exceptionally wealthy to run the U.S., by that, by that I mean people like Rockefeller family, um, they, they, they certainly had acquired lots of cash by that time, and they were given the task, really, of helping to implement a lot of the agendas that came along with the League of Nations and then the United Nations, where, again, the fit should rule the unfit, they should start culling off the unfit and make a perfect utopia for themselves, based on Darwin's various theories and also to do with, again, lots of racism and the fact that they mentioned that uh, even early on the industrial era would eventually come to a, an end and what are they going to do with all these useless eaters, that's their words for it, for us, actually, and uh, how they'd manage the public during the takedown. It had to be done by stealth and by good-sounding um, uh, goals, for instance, like sustainability, things like that. In other words, population reduction. The public were always to be given the, the positive terms for it, not the negative terms for it. And they've been awfully good at that. I mentioned uh, during the week, uh, for a link uh, I'll put up again tonight, and it's about the, the, basically the ICLEI, International Council of Local Environmental Initiatives, which is an international organization. And this is from, I think, the Mercury in Pennsylvania, uh, 24th of March, 2011. Uh, it's good that people are understanding the sustainability and carbon taxes are coming to your local county even. And that's the same across the whole world, especially Britain as you go into communitarianism. You can't build without permission, etc. And it's, you, aren't, you aren't asking permission just from your planning departments. Your planning departments are being overseen by these private organizations that sound awfully official, but actually very private organizations to do with sustainability. And they always generally give you the no. You know, you can't build there, you can't do this, you can't do that. And you're, it's going to cost you too. Uh, way more if you're allowed to build than it would ever do naturally. 
Anyway, the Mercury March the 8th reported that Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania will be letting its membership in the ICLEI, International Council of Local Environmental Initiatives, lapse due to consistent or constituent pressure and dislike for the ICLEI's message, Agenda 21. That's the thing that came up with Maurice Strong's, again, private organization that drafted up the Earth Charter. So a private organization drafted up the Earth Charter, which is going to be renewed and updated next year, by the way, and affect everyone across the whole planet. Again, this private organization uh, that Rockefeller really is the boss of, at least that's one of the, the ones under his umbrella. Montgomery County Commissioners learned what was meant at a recent meeting held in the county seat Norristown when local residents Maggie Rodden and Montgomery County Commissioners learned, uh, sorry, and Ruth Miller uh, charged the county commissioners with being in league with the United Nations to promote that organization's global warming agenda. Montgomery and surrounding counties, including neighboring Philadelphia County, joined in 2007 for, like many other communities, the purpose of buying software to calculate the country's, the county's carbon footprint. So that see, each county has to buy this uh, ICLEI's program that's supposed to estimate your carbon footprint, and then you're going to pay taxes on that to the United Nations. ICLEI's mission is to help local governments achieve global sustainability, according to the organization's charter. Edmond, Oklahoma, joined for the same reason, but the city recently rejected its membership, partly because local residents learned that a city's agreements to that same charter places the city under the jurisdiction of the ICLEI. And as I say, it's non-democratic. There's nothing about the United Nations umbrella organizations as democratic. You don't vote them in. Do you understand? And therefore, they can do what they want once you make them an official body over you, or accept it even. At the Norristown meeting, Commissioner Joseph Hoffel, amused at Rodden and Miller's allegations, said, The only thing I laugh at is its absurd allegations that the country has a treaty with the United Nations or a treaty with a foreign government. They're utter liars, you see, and Mr. Joseph Hoffel is a complete liar because if you go into the ICLEI's own website, and I'll put that up, it gives you the link to their history, and they were founded in the United Nations. So uh, the guy knows it perfectly well, but that's nothing new. These guys have to lie because because there's nothing else to fall back on. It's true what you're tell- you're saying. They must lie. This is across the country in Edmond, uh, a grassroots effort to uh, govern Edmond locally, as it was called, this organization, government, Govern Edmond Locally, GEL, came up against the same denials from its city officials. GEL found it quite easy to connect ICLEI membership with the United Nations and has issued a three-click challenge. The link is on here, by the way, available on its website to warn residents of the United Nations connection. Residents of other cities already embroiled with Agenda 21 or in those com- communities considering it uh, find it easy, it easy to understand the challenge and a useful tool in combating the misinformation circulating about sustainability by making the connection in three mouse clicks. In spite of uh, Commissioner Hoffel's claims of no UN affiliation, his nose is awful long, by the way, the website of Montgomery Council, which receives $6.2 million in stimulus funds, well, reveals that the green print plan found on the county's website, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, that's Pachuri at the United Nations, that the bunch of mobsters there, Formed by the United Nations, a 1988 study global climate change provides broad evidence that global climate change is a reality. This is what they say in their own website. And that human activity, see it's your fault, you see, appears to be altering the climate by increasing atmospheric levels of greenhouse gases. So they were on board with that, this ICLEI, back in the 90s. 
because we're going to make that basically the buzzword uh, sustainability and carbon taxes and it's your fault. Sustainability sounds warm and fuzzy, but when residents find that their cities are signing on to a United Nations scheme, they are successfully fighting back. Miller told commissioners, I'm here today to be the voice of residents of Montgomery County, who I am certain are unaware that their county government has signed a treaty with the United Nations to reach global sustainability goals. That also means population reductions, folks. You better understand that. Mercury noted that Roden and Miller have spoken out at past meetings about the United Nations agenda to slowly erode property rights. Absolutely no private property is part of their charter. Miller continued, United Nations is creating a global governance framework right under our noses and you as county commissioners are in a position to stop it. According to local activist Mark Affleck, Maggie Roden has a radio show and has been instrumental, if not responsible, for getting the word out about the dangers of ICLEI and Agenda 21. Her work, along with Ruth Miller's, demonstrate what can happen if a few people get involved. There's more to do, but these two have been pretty much alone in battling Agenda 21 in this area. County Policy Chief Steve Nelson said Wednesday that the membership had expired. The New American has been leading the way in educating readers about Agenda 21 and sustainability. And they mention uh, F. Jasper authoring uh, Your Hometown and the United Nations Agenda 21 last month about the dangers posed to local communities. Understanding of this issue is important to defending your city and prompted Tom DeWeese, American Policy Center, to pen an article about effective opposition called How to Fight Back Against Sustainable Development. And the links are on this link or this page that I'll put up tonight, and you can look it up for yourselves, and you should get involved because they mean business, these private organizations, and you really are going to pay through the nose for every part of their agenda, right down to them eventually telling you if you can even get married or can you have a child uh, and all of that. They really love China's policies, by the way, because it's the same group running it. And, yeah, China is run from by these outside organizations, if you didn't know that. And then I'm also putting up tonight a link uh, to the British government's same thing. Uh, un- the Cessier government unveils sustainable development presumption. It's called the government has published its proposed wording for the new presumption of, in favor of sustainable development run by the same group, by the way, ICLEI, in Britain elsewhere. It's international. The presumption will be central to both the national planning policy framework and the government's planning reforms. At this juncture, ministers are not consulting on the text. That stage will come when the draft, called NPPF, is published next month. Communities and local government have stressed that the presumption should be at the heart of the planning system, which will be central to the approach taken to both plan-making and decision-making. And it's all to do with the planning authorities, local, etc., etc., etc. Same stuff across the whole world, because that's the sneaky United Nations for you. They always go international. They don't tell you that they've got it next door as well in neighboring countries. And you have to think it's some just private organization trying to help you locally. That's what you're made to think. And also I'm going into uh, an article. It's about, uh, again, the U.S., and it's another place that kind of dropped membership. It says supervisors drop ICLEI membership, but renew grant commitment. And that was back, that was June the 10th, 2011. This is from Charlottesville tomorrow. 
After a lengthy public hearing, a divided Albemarle Board of Supervisors voted late Wednesday to end the county's membership in a non-profit organisation that provides software and technical advice to communities seeking to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The vote came immediately after a unanimous vote to continue the county's participation in a $1 million regional sustainability planning grant being administered by Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission. The county joined ICLEI, there you go again, in late 2007 after the board adopted a resolution to join the Cool Counties initiative to pursue reduction of greenhouse gas emissions in the county as a whole. UCLEI provided software that developed reports tracking progress towards the goal. You know, the special computers the United Nations uses with the IPCC. They're made to always give you bad news. And it says Supervisor Ken C. Boyd said he wanted to continue to monitor the county's own emissions, but not those of the community as a whole. So they want to tax you individually. And it all goes to the United Nations Communist Party, you know. It says it's not our place as government to dictate our citizens how they should live or not live, Boyd said. Absolutely. And again, they get the same lines here from the head of the, I, this one saying that nothing to do with United Nations. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix and reading about the, the ICLEI, this organization at the United Nations who really were spearheading the whole idea towards carbon taxation on a personal level. Uh, you can't build outside your, your, your heavily dense cluster of the city. All of that, all to do with Agenda 21. And it says here uh, that... Um, uh, he's from the guy who runs it, of course, the guy who works for this organization. Again, like the last article I read, too, with the usual lies, it's not part of the United Nations, it's not supported by the United Nations, and it's not governed by the United Nations, Rooker said. I bet he rakes in, he should be called Raker. We have a, a tool that staff says is helpful, is inexpensive, and that cannot be replaced by anything else that's out there, because it's especially made to always give you bad readings and higher readings, you know, so that's why... The board voted 42 to withdraw membership with Malik and Rooker, voting against. Well, of course, they're voting for their jobs. The software will remain on Albemarle's computers, but the county will not be able to receive technical support or updates. Now, as I say, they, both, they all say that you yeah, are not nothing to do with the United Nations. You go right into the ICLEI's website, which I'm on right now, and it says, um, It was conceived in 1989 when 35 local government leaders from Canada, of course in Canada, is a big leader for communism, and the USA met with leading atmospheric scientists to discuss the depletion of the ozone layer. It was the ozone layer that time. We're wanting it fried, you know, because of the ozone layer. Uh, They pledged to establish local laws to phase out chemicals that deplete the Earth's ozone layer. Remember what they said, and I read them all last week too, they planned to dismantle all, all factories, all industry in these countries United States and Canada. That's what the top guys have said. So they'll use any excuse to do it. Larry Agron, mayor of Irvine, California, USA, and, and John Bergman, uh, Brugman, imagined an agency that could coordinate local government responses to global environmental problems. This is under the auspices of the Center for Innovative Diplomacy. Jeb Brugman consulted with local government officials from more than 20 countries to measure support. The concept was endorsed by the former International Union of Local Authorities, and an agreement was endorsed with the United Nations Environment Program to host the, the founding Congress. So it was founded 
in the United Nations. It tells you on their own website. More than 200 local governments from 43 countries participated in the World Congress on 5 to 9 September 1990 at the United Nations headquarters in New York. The four-day proceedings concluded with adoption of the Charter and the appointment of an interim executive committee, Sir John Chatfield, who was elected to serve as the first ICLEI chair, and Jeg Brugman as ICLEI's first secretary-general. So it's, it's, they're the only ones who use these terminology, this terminology, secretary-general. Yeah. So they actually started up uh, one of their top offices in Toronto, Canada, as a headquarters, and then they moved it to Germany. So I'll put this link up as well to see how the liars lie. When they're caught red-handed, they continue to lie. What else can they do? They, they can't tell the truth. They can't do it. And then to cap it off too, now that there's more counties getting aware of what's going on and the big agenda, here's, here's an article here from 22nd of June. President Obama signed his 86th Executive Order 13575 on June the 9th, which established the White House Rural Council. It's another part of it. See, so they just changed the terminology. According to the Blaze, the Executive Order seems to be in line with the United Nations Radical Agenda 21, as it is designed to begin taking control over almost all aspects of the lives of 16% of the American people. It's a lot more than that. Evidence of this can be found in Section 1 of the Executive Order, which reads... Uh, policy. 16% of the American population live in rural counties. Strong, sustainable rural communities are essential to winning the future and ensuring American competitiveness in the years ahead. All the lovely stuff, you know, food supply, fiber, energy, safeguard, natural resources, etc., etc., etc. But it's part of Agenda 21, signed in by executive order by Obama, who takes a dollar from you and gives you a penny back, and he says change is good. Anyway, we'll go to the callers now. I think there's Thomas uh, from Sweden on the line, and we'll talk to Thomas. Hello, Thomas. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can, yeah. Uh, how are you? Oh, I'm hanging in with the skin of my nails, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> sure, okay. Um, anyway, so I have some um, questions here about relativism, or thoughts, rather. I went to a party tonight, and we had a conversation about humanity and animals mm-hmm. and I claim that humans are, are superior to animals and that uh, we have a higher worth than animals and, and <laughs> I got so shut down and people people are eager to um, claim that they are animals and mm-hmm. and that you know and that like a squirrel is more worth than a baby and such and and it's astounding that people can be eager to um, uh, lower themselves to the level of being a monkey or something like that. Well, they've all seen Jungle Book, you see, and they, they, they identify with cartoons. They've been brought up with cartoons in Walt Disney. And I can remember seeing that silly one years ago when I was a child, that's the one to do with Bambi, you know, and it was the deer and the rabbit. And they all talked English, strangely enough. And... Uh, and that they all had human characteristics and emotions and etc. But what these ones at the top, and they've all been brainwashed into this and sustainability. They've had it their whole life through schooling, college, university. And they, they can't remember most of it consciously. It's the subconscious parts that make themselves felt uh, and comes out in conversations. So they can't really verbalize it very well. But even if you were to take the Darwinist view of everything's interdependent and so on, all, it all evolved apparently from things that swam in the sea and all this stuff, even if you take that, that point of view 
which they also use um, at the United Nations, uh, they use all kinds of points of view. Even if you use take that, then you as a distinct animal have a right to live the way you want to live. We don't tell a turtle how to live, you know. But hold on, I'll be back, back in a minute and we'll discuss this further. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back, and we're cutting through the matrix, talking to Thomas from Sweden, who's talking about uh, how the Swedes, like every other nation that's been brainwashed, really, um, see their place in existence. Really, it was given to them because most folk don't think through anything; they learn by osmosis. Things just sort of drift in your brain from a, a, a hundred directions, generally all the same message, and that's how you, you get your thoughts and your opinions. And most folk aren't aware of how it even happens. But are you still there, Tom? I'm still here, Alan. Yeah. So, so go ahead yeah. with, with add to that. Yeah. Yeah, I have loads of, sort of questions and thoughts about all these kinds. Of, like, I used to watch Transformers, watching uh, growing up as a kid and stuff like that. And and what I would think of now is that the machines had more human characteristics and high moral standards than the humans did in the show, yeah. and and things like that. And then, um, what was I going with this? Um, but the, the the whole thing that that uh, this evolution theory and all, all that the, the the people are sort of eager to to be looked upon as an animal and 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 I told them today that you know if you see yourself as an animal you will be treated as such by mm-hmm. those who are uh, are in the place to rule over you right yes. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it's just horrible, and and it's so hard to have a, a you know just a, a, a normal talk and conversation because you get shut down yeah. straight away. You know? they, they they have conditioned a whole generation. There's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. were, I mean, I, I was sent cartoons a few years ago uh, that were made for three-year-old children and upwards, and sustainability and humans were bad were all through every single cartoon. And again, the public and the mums, you know, if they have any parents at all, generally stick them from the television to make sure they get their early indoctrination. And that is the first indoctrination they're getting. And it's done in a story form. Uh, the sympathy comes out. So when you put out a lie, you must attach it with an emotive response. You must embed emotion with the lie. And you'll never change their mind after that. Animals are good and, and they love each other. Well, tell that to a bear that, that, that's finishing off the remains of a deer that the wolves have killed. You know, that's the reality of life. Yeah. 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 I mean, nature is cruel without any kind of remorse and stuff yeah. like that. But what, what, what made me think of this was that I study acting and drama in, in, in Sweden. And, and when I'm on stage, it's so easy to, to uh, keep the audience mesmerized by the illusion. You know, if you, if you, if you know how to do the illusion, it's so easy to, to hypnotize the audience and just Put whatever lie you, you feel like. That's right. And yeah, and and I've done this uh, during plays, doing Shakespeare and doing improvisation and stuff like that. And then I talk to the audience afterwards, and what do you think about this and this and this? And I love it, and I ask why, because I lied up on up on stage, you know. Yeah. That's when it dawned on me, and I you know, and I don't know if I want to be part of that whole acting community anymore because it just seemed that most of the messages 
this ruins people. And if I want to stay in that profession, I, I want to do something that encourages people to think for themselves. At least. It's very hard to do because you're well aware, I'm sure, that most countries um, give grants out from their governments to to promote the politically correct novels into into play, stage plays, etc. And and that's really what it's all about. It has been for an awful long time uh, for radical change. And you must incorporate the, the changes uh, in in your play and, and again attach it with emotional responses. Plus, what's what they've always known, and it's so true. Most of your conditioning, your, your perfect conditioning, comes from fiction, because as you're on stage, you, you hypnotise them. You have a willing audience who, are give, who have given up the, the, their their firewall, their own personal firewall, because they think they're being entertained, and therefore you can get right through. There's no firewall there to stop anything from going right into their minds. And they'll always associate the, the scenes, the, the political correct scenes that they see, with someone being hurt or, or beaten up or something, and that's how you change the emotions, yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and that's also the thing, that if, if you don't get grants from the state, you will starve as an actor. So, so you're sort of in a, a really hard dilemma if you want to yes. live, live on it. But you were in the music business, right? Yeah. So you must have... Like, what made you leave the business? Oh, it was a bunch of things, really. I mean, I saw it all. I mean, I saw it all. And I saw the drugs, and I saw the the ones who were supplying the drugs. You know, and and I'm talking about wheelbarrows at parties. Uh, I saw the cops stay away from the big boys, you know, and uh, and actually guarding them to make sure that the wrong people didn't get in. I mean, I knew the whole thing was staged, and it was definitely protected on a very high level. And, of course, I also saw the changes in, in the late 70s, uh, especially when they started bringing in and promoting certain types of groups um, that were more more female looking than guys uh, and uh, under the guise of rock you know and um, and, I, and I knew darn well that, that it was all intended to to change the gender roles etc etc and and that 's really what it was it really about altogether. It was to start changing gender roles and what a man should be. And eventually, and also too, was to make you think that men never mature. They're stuck in leather pants, you know, with a crotch sticking out forever and ever. And they never grow up. So that was all promoted from the top. But it's the same in acting too. You have to, if you get the grants even in Canada for, for acting and stage plays, you must have all the politically correct things involved. And um, it's called, you, have, you must be for radical change. Now, no one ever says to you, uh, uh, or oh, the government has ordered that these radical changes to take part in society. Uh, but but it's, it filters in through different means as to what they mean by it. And um, it's, it's lesbian, it's gay, it's this, it's all these different causes that come into. Now, what that's got nothing to do, as far as I'm concerned, with with being truly entertained in its purest form. Uh, entertainment should lift your your mind up above all these things and into and, and, and transpose you again to celebrate you, the fact that you are a human being. Yeah. Exactly. And now, now the messages are like you should you should feel guilty for being alive because you're taking up space and resources. Yes. That's the sort of yeah. Um, conditioning and thoughts you, you you get, and it's I, and it's so hard to reach out to people and, and tell them that you know you you have a worth, you're sentient, you 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 I mean you have the ability to create and and and, and uh, encourage people to do the same and, and live in community and and, and have fellowship. Yeah. But but now is it like people are more attached to their iPhones and iPods and whatnot than, than having a conversation. I mean, if you go on a train, it feels like you're, you're a cattle plugged into some network. It's when you walk through the train cart, people just 
looking through the iPods and they have the earphones on. It's, it's a really scary picture when you really take time to look at it. You know, they knew this in the 1960s, what they were going to do, because Marshall McLuhan, who was a professor in Canada, then he went to state, work for the States, uh, he talked about, about uh, how the electronics field, um, when we're all talking to each other through the Ethernet, as he called it, you know, through the Ether itself, um, how people will think that they're being more attached to communities across the planet and people across the planet, but in reality, they're really becoming, they're being taught to be socially isolated. And I've done studies now, of course, it's, which means it's on track, that's why they do these studies, to make sure it's working, that, that youngsters now have a hard time um, actually interacting with real-life people anymore. They can't even look you in the eye. Yeah, I know. I know. And so they're uncomfortable. They're very uncomfortable because they haven't been taught and grown up to 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 learn these abilities to interact normally with people in the flesh. Yeah, yeah I know, and I, I I get enraged. I think it's so disgusting that they aim at the kids and then youngsters like that. I I, I mean, I woke up a, a year ago. I'm I'm 26 now, and I just I'm going through all these emotions of rage and disappointment, depression, and I, I have a real hard time keeping hopes up in all this. When you when you realize how how fool you've been, you know. Well, look look at the amounts of, of uh, organized indoctrination that's all around you from all the what the traditional sources that you think are all separate, independent, helping you to 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 become a, a, a full human being. And in reality. Uh, the Vulcan an agenda, they're all working together to make sure they create the kind of humans that they want to have in this little utopia of theirs. Yeah. Exactly, and, and it's just so mind-boggling that why not take all this time and resource and, and just lift humanity up instead yeah. of uh, destroying it? It's just and then again, here's the other thing too. Now, I've always said this, there's nothing democratic in this system of an elite oligarchy at the top. Uh, deciding how you shall think, what you'll think about, how you'll behave, uh, and how you'll be. Uh, there's nothing democratic. What gives them the right to decide how you will be, or where you'll build your house, or how you'll live, or anything else? You understand, they've trained the public not to think for themselves. You're, you're too inferior to think to, for yourselves. And that was intentional too. They, they wrote about this again back in the 1920s. Bertrand Russell and others saying that we'll, we'll bring them in till they can do nothing for themselves except through the advice of experts. Now, what gave them the right to do that? Because you have as much of a right when you come into this world to decide how you're going to live as, as one of these guys at the top. They're, they're no better than you at all. So why, they, why on earth do they have status? Well, you see, it's because the big banking industry is all part of this and everything runs on money, as you well know. And that's how they implement it all down through the system. But really, um, I've never heard, a, 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 like, like I say, I've got lots of um, uh, green turtles around here uh, because of the, the swamps and the lakes and so on. I've never seen them in a corn fab deciding uh, who's inferior amongst them and who's superior and, and that the inferior should listen and obey the, the superior. That doesn't happen in nature. And man is no different, as I say, in nature. We have the right as distinct, unique individuals as we're born to decide our own future. Uh, personally, and government now is so incredibly top-heavy 
with all of his agencies now uh, that, that it's terrifying. E- even the Ministry of Conservation now have uniforms in Canada and, and handguns strapped to them. I mean, this is the, the Ministry of Conservation. They're going to shoot you if they see you putting a fence post up, you know. I mean, what's it all coming down to? This is intimidating the people down below into obeyance. And that's the impression you get when you see a guy wearing a handgun and he's got a little badge on his arm, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and another thing is that I was traveling in Asia for two years. When I got back, the uh, all these sort of uh, sort of PSA type guards have increased yep. a lot, and we had this so-called terrorist attack in 2010 in Sweden, and then they had this sort of security check on the subway for your safety. You know, it's always in the guise of safety, yep. and, and you know that. And and it's 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 so scary, and 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 I don't I don't really know. I mean. As an awake person, when you can't reach out to people, I mean, what, what are you supposed to do and how are we supposed to keep our hopes up? I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's so depressing when you think of it. Yeah, it is because the conditioning on most people, when you see them and they can't look you in the eye or they think you're crazy, is because the condition has taken perfectly on them. And you're looking, you're looking at conditioned robots, really, and they'll turn on you too. At the right time, they'll turn on you. Uh, but that's uh, perfect conditioning. The ones who are awake generally have always been awake or so- they've known something was wrong, and they, they can't be conditioned quite the same way. Uh, but you're in amongst most people where the conditioning has worked perfectly, and that's the problem. Uh, I've always said the, the elite have a symbiosis uh, amongst the masses of people, the general mass of people, because the masses always look towards government to solve problems, even if it's a fake problem put out by the government. They, 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 we immediately run to help us, save us, you know. Uh, and uh, uh, there's only very few people in between, in the middle, uh, who don't want to be stinking rich and, and rule everyone else's lives for them. And they don't want to belong to the general mob uh, that just goes and watches all the porn on their internet all day long, or ball games or whatever. Uh, so, so it's a small group, really, who don't belong in, in, in to either uh, camp. Uh, this is a problem because, because, as I say, the masses have a symbiotic relationship with, with the elite, and eventually, when they get all their agendas through, uh, the elite will turn around and say, "We couldn't have done it without you." To the masses. Yeah, and and, and, and that's such a. I, I think it's disgusting. There's no other word for it. It's just mm-hmm. utterly disgusting. Yeah? It, it is, and it's very depressing until you realise. That uh, you might be surprised how many of those in between who are not brainwashed or conditioned and who don't seek personal power uh, can still have a voice and start changing things around. And that's the only hope that we have is is to postpone it at least long enough. They'll either wither away or they'll come out with an even heavier hand. And for and then, but that's when even the masses start to see it uh, and know something's wrong when the heavy hand of the monster comes upon them. And uh, and that's what it might take. Stall them long enough until the see timetables. According to those at the top, cannot be stalled. If you can stall it, their timetables, they get awfully angry and they start using force. Uh, and uh, force is, is at least the use of force uh, terrifies the public and maybe even to waking up a little bit. And that's all we can really hope for. It's because it's too perfect. It's been here too long. Is this system? But we, but we 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 cannot use violence and force. No, they're, they're so perfectly good at getting us to kill each other or fight each other. This has been a strategy for centuries, and uh, it's a perfect art of how to get it all going. Uh, we can't use that at all, and 
Uh, but by the same token, we have to make sure uh, that the elites don't come out with a heavy hand and start using open force on the general public. Here's the thing, too. They have been using force, uh, or at least uh, 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 deadly intentions, on the general public because they know what, how they've been dumbing us down. They know when they rob your mind, this is the same as killing you. And when they inject things into you too that make the autism bloom, and it also makes everyone uh, quite a few points lower in the IQ scale, makes us all sick so that we'll die off early, infertile, etc. They are physically, literally, this is a targeting, this is a murder, a murder, a, a murderous rampage has been going on for a long time under the usual covert actions of the United Nations that always deny what they're doing. One of the top players in, in this who wrote about it, who taught Rhodes Scholars back in the, the 40s and 30s, internationalist again, uh, who spoke, by the way, so he made a great speech in Sweden, was um, Toynbee. There were two Toynbees, father and son, and one took over from the other. But they, they literally taught the Rhodes Scholars for internationalism and to penetrate all governments and push them towards internationalism. He said, we always deny with our mouths what our, what our hands are doing. And that was to become the mantra from, for every organization within the United Nations. We always deny with our mouths what our hands are doing. And, and that's that's still their strategy today. Yeah, yeah my, my drama teachers always say that, that the mouth, the face lie, and then the the body speaks truth, yeah. or something like that. And and uh, but I mean, growing up in school and such like that. I mean, they start with this showing you videos with that actors in monkey suits, and they're telling you, yeah, this is how the hum- humanity was back in the days. And then I ask the teacher, but come on, they are actors in monkey suits. That's not mm-hmm. proof of evolution. That's right. And then you and then you just get the answer. Well, it's been proven. And then I ask, but where's the proof? Yeah, yeah. I, I love that phrase. It's been proven. I said the climate's oh, it's proven. You know, that's in. That's all there is to it. No debate. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's proven. And then, but like, but I'm, a, I'm, a, you take my time. I'm, a, I'm a student. I had the right to know the truth, right? To show me the proof. Yeah. And they refuse. They refuse because they they haven't got any evidence of things still evolving and half apes, half men coming out of the jungle today, which they should be coming out of evolution is true. We should, we should have them in all stages of transition with none. No, it simply isn't there. Yeah. But again, remember too, they use these these arguments for a different agenda. That's the whole te- the whole point of it is to to make you go in subservience to their wisdom. Uh, that's the whole point of it. Any any lie will do. Yeah. Any lie will do. But thanks for calling, and we're back after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and just before I go to the next caller, uh, one of the main uh, CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, uh, lifers I call them, they work there for life, uh, Rex Murphy, is one, is this, he's come out now and questioned this whole climate science uh, bogus stuff. So it's the first time a mainstreamer has come out in Canada on the mainstream and said anything about it, so I'll put a link up to him tonight as well. Now we'll go to Bill from Idaho if he's there. Bless you, Alan. Yes. Good evening, Alan. Good evening. Nice to hear you. You know, there was such, you know, calls uh, from other histories that you've had, and 
instructional observations that you always project. Uh, you know, it's compelling considering one of your favorites would uh, be uh, doing Nine Pacific this evening on the Larkian call of the Communitarian Review. Yeah. And that's all thanks to you. That's You're good. Excellent yeah. working as usual. Sometimes it's just not enough to uh, see it in action, but uh, see the ultimate effects. That's right. It's just, it's right here. Larkian voiced yourself in regard to this uh, situation with uh, Mr. Steele. Oh, he pretends even deeper. You know, the church, the church Sabbath prayer, because uh, they cannot, they cannot, they, even after Jen and Jerry had done so well in regard to the uh, ice Gofield discussion, yeah. there was no, absolute no, it was totally moribund, even within the Patriot community. Yeah. I feel so very badly for some to have to. I, I was wondering, could you give me your insight and, or <laughs> maybe we could get you to come down and visit with all of the folks and uh, give some instructional sometime when when you're tired of uh, only the uh, freezy in life. Yeah. But there's a book that was uh, done so many years ago, and as well as one other I was going to ask in regard to... Uh, in regard to uh, so many other authors, McDowell's Daniel, I think it explains the, the situation in Romans, and it has only gotten progressively more fixed and worse. Yeah, uh, we understand that so many publications of the Bibles, especially in the 20th century, had political agendas behind them. And uh, Schofield, of course, was picked up by Rockefeller again Foundation, the guy who created the World Council of Churches. Uh, every facet of society they took over, you understand, that the Rockefellers, uh, with incredible wealth that was funneled through them to NGOs and organizations. But they, but they created heroes again. They always give you heroes. They're very good at giving us uh, heroes. And, of course, Schofield was put up there to, to alter Christianity and into a more accepting stance to, to do with other religions, etc. And, and it was from really there that they pushed out Judeo-Christianity, which uh, until then had been at opposite, they'd been at loggerheads because Christianity uh, was, was really loggerheads with, with the old Pharisaical type of Judaism and law, etc., and speciality exclusiveness uh, to saving just one people. So Scofield was sent out and well-funded to put out this particular Bible to change everything, and then again to promote a, a different version of the end times, to make Christians sit back thinking, we've got nothing to do with it, we've just let it, got to let it happen, it's all God's will. And, and that was a way of getting them out of the, the advocacy business. Just sit back, it's all God's will. And every group has been tampered with, even in the Christians especially, now you've got Christians for Environmental Sustainability, all funded by the same groups, same organizations, same foundations. But the World Council of Churches, with Rockefeller at the head, first president at the time, has done a lot of damage, absolutely. But it was all intentional. But thanks for calling. From Hamish myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and your God or your God's go with you.